CBS Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lacanfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast Weekend Preview Edition Week 16. There are just two regular season weeks left in the NFL year. That is, whew, man, that's something. Will Brinson here, Jason Lockenfora. You know the deal. We're about to give you a lock of the week. Jason, what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. Do you feel like it's happy um, happy Scandinavian death metal holiday season? Yeah. Do you feel like it's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a Christmas guy, so I say Merry Christmas. Yeah, I'm a Christmas. It feels guy. like it feels like Christmas is the Merry Christmas salutation is back. You think? I don't know. Or is it still a Happy Holidays? Know. Happy Holidays. I mean, like I don't care either way. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think it matters either way. Whatever you say, I just yeah. You know, yeah, like I send Christmas. I, we send Christmas cards that say Merriest of Christmas or Happiest of Holidays to people of, yeah. of non-Christian denominations. Sure. Yeah, so do we. Absolutely. Right, yeah. yeah. And a, the whole the whole thing is about inclusion. It's about being happy. It's about being it's, nice. It's about a, a time of year when hopefully people are thinking about something other than themselves, even if the people who run this country seem to be thinking only about themselves. <laughs> oh, oh, did I, I, say I thought, that? Oh, I, I guess we I just, did. Oh, well, it's true. I thought we were just going to talk about. Uh, do you think that we weren't getting political there? I think we were. Getting yeah, it. no, that was. I was. I was steering it's it. Possible not the, to get political these days. How do you not? What, what's not political? Um, I was steering it towards a Nick and Pete conversation since they won't listen to this actual segment. Um, I find right. it amusing that we can lash on them when they're, when they're, when they're not on because you know they're too selfish to go back and listen. Do That's you th- true, right. Do right. you think that, yeah. How many over under seven and a half thoughts of other people that Pete Prisco has during the holiday season? Well, are we including wife and or deceased cats in that equation? Mm, yes. Because I, I do believe I, I like I, I think she's got him running around pretty good. As much, you know what I mean. That's my my read on the situation. So mm-hmm. I think things are coming up because he's got like his daily honey do list. So that's gonna you know what I mean. That's gonna at least require him to think about his wife five mm-hmm. to ten times right there. So we're you already were, over. I don't think you you weren't on it, but so um, Nick met Pete. We talked about this on a different segment before. Nick met Pete's wife. I've never met Pete's wife. Pete's met my wife. Me neither. Yeah, Nick met her. And he didn't reveal everything. I don't know if you're, you did you, you didn't hear us talking about the throw him in the lake story, how Pete got thrown. Like, <laughs> did, you, did you hear this? I've part heard that story. I haven't heard it on a from podcast. Her. I, you guys talked about it on one of the podcasts lately. But Nick's, the sense that Nick got from Pete's wife is that Pete may or may not be a, uh, a bigger softy than perhaps. Oh, he, I think he is. That's, he what, that's what I'm saying. I think he is running around pretty good doing whatever needs to be done. For his wife, or maybe his wife's mom, or whatever. So that, that's why that's why I'm going over because I think he's. I think a lot of this is a facade. I think really around the house he's a complete pushover, and he's doing stuff for people all the time. He just doesn't want anybody to know. You you might be right about that. And he's got multiple that's brothers. My, that's my read on him. I, I yeah. have pretty good. I have pretty good radar when it comes to this stuff. And if you, if I you think look that's at... why he doth protest so much in other ways because at home. It's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, honey, no, honey, whatever you need, honey. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 
I, you're right. I got I got the honey barbecue roast beef and or, or turkey breast and not the maple glaze. I'm gonna be I'm going right back to Wegmans. You got I'll be back in five minutes. Anything else you need, honey? And then he comes <laughs> back with like a bouquet of flowers because he got the wrong turkey breast. You know, I think I'm more right than wrong. I think I think no, maybe an extreme, but I think I'm more right than wrong. Do you know what offset some of the um, the the issues that he had? Like in terms of like he could probably get away with a little bit more if he was as good looking as Jimmy Garoppolo. You could do whatever you want if you look like Jimmy G these days. There's 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 not a doubt about that. Have you seen the clip of him on the inside the NFL thing that's floating around the internet today? Um, Where they got him mic'd up? Yeah, they got him mic'd up, and he's just he dude. He sounds like Brady. Well, I mean. Right? I mean, this is what you learned he from. You learned from the master. I yeah. mean, yeah. Look. This is all one big segue for you to talk about your column. He, and how he's a stallion. He's a stallion. Uh, they're good at luck. This week, Jacksonville, much tougher test than anything he's come upon yet. And he's he's got nothing around him. I mean, just look at the skill players there. And it's the same cast that Hoyer and Bethard had when they couldn't move the ball at all, except those guys had Pierre Garçon, and this guy hasn't even had Pierre Garçon, who's like, who came into last week still leading that team in receiving, and he hadn't played since week eight, right? So going into play last weekend before Goodwin blew up again, and now Goodwin's passed him by, Garçon had 500 receiving yards, which still led the team, and his season ended in week eight. Um, that's what's going on there. I mean, there's, you know, Selleck and Taylor are two tight ends who look like throwbacks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they look like they could have played H-back for Joe Gibbs Redskins teams in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like Donnie Warren. These are not, you know, Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski type players by any stretch of the imagination. He's got one speed guy in Goodwin and then, like, what, Lewis Murphy? Like, in yeah. the slot? And, like, Carlos Hyde, who is, dude, they're holding on to the ball 34 minutes a game and averaging 3.02 yards per carry. Just think about that. They can't run a lick. Carlos Hyde's giving them nothing, yet they're still dominating time of possession because the ball never hits the ground with this kid at quarterback, and he's playing with nobody. And the same offensive line that C.J. Beathard got his face pounded in with, you know, every other play for three or four weeks, however long he played, this kid's got it. And wait till they add a special tight end because where it bogs down is in the red zone. They're horrible in the red zone because they have no one who can – Goodwin's yeah. speed doesn't become that much of a factor in tight situations, and they've got no one who can win a matchup. I mean, they've got – I mean, again, Selleck and Taylor are the tight ends. That will change over time, and wait till he has something around him. But they've scored on 18 of 28 drives since the kid's been there, <sighs> excluding kneel downs and things at the end of the half. Like – They've only gone three and out like three times in those 28 drives. They used to go three and out three times every quarter. I mean, it's pretty special. He's ranked in the top five in most categories. It's only three weeks, and I get it's the Titans and it's the Texans, who are pretty good on defense, and it's the Bears, who are very good on defense. And they have tough tests down the stretch, and we'll see how that goes. But he's transformational. Like, you can tell there is a belief there now. There is an identity there now. There is hope. Um and what he's also doing, uh, you know, he, everybody's talking about all their winning games so they it cost them picks in the first round. But the pick that the it all sets are the second round pick. Now, yeah, right. the second round pick is now going to be closer to forty than thirty because they won three in a row and they may win at least one more. So you know, it, it's not like they're giving away as much for him either. So you got to yeah. look at it both ways. Well, and, and I think it's worth noting too that, like, look, I mean, you can 
you can talk about the five draft slots, how much ever you want, but the draft is a crapshoot and winning these games goes so far into like, they're not going to, they're still going to be a, what a, uh, at best a six win team. Yeah, um, I mean, still, probably, yeah, there's probably still a ticket four, in the top ten in all likelihood. Yeah, right, probably four or five. But like the 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 off season feeling and the lead up to next year and the hope for the long term future that you get from winning these games and beating these teams simply because of Jimmy Garoppolo is worth fifty slots in the draft. I mean, like, it, like whatever, like you know, it's fine. Like Forty Nine ers fans, the the Titans are eight and four. Or eight and six, excuse me, and they're having just lost to the, the 49ers who are four and, um, four and, uh, ten. And you're way more hopeful about the long-term prospects of your franchise if you're a 49ers fan than you are if you're a Titans fan. Um, I would ask you this. If you were picking between Wentz, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. If you get to pick one quarterback. Who would you go with? I'd probably still take Wentz, but it's close. And as much as what I love, what makes me want to take Wentz is just that that Cam Newton. I can run you over if I have to. That linebacker mentality, that sort of uber physicality. But that also is what makes me not want to say him because that's how you tear your ACL. Curb some of that. Because Cam is the only one of that group who's never taken the kill shot. Everybody else has taken a season-ending blow at some point. Like, Cam's the only one who's proven to be truly Superman. He's impervious to it, even if you make him, you know, play like a glorified halfback. So that that's sort of the, you know, the, the duality there. But I, 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 would still, I would still say Wentz. And you're going to get Wentz cheap for another four years. Jimmy right. Garoppolo is about to make $25 million a year. Whether you want to do it for one year on the franchise tag. Right? Yeah. Whether you want to do it for five years on a long-term deal, that's his price point. There's really no argument. Don Yee, his agent, who also represents Tom Brady, is sitting in the ultimate catbird seat. And, and I hammered the 49ers for this at the time. And I was told early on they were going to try to get a deal done right away. And then they didn't go that route. They had a good window there of four or five weeks when he wasn't playing to try to give them something to think about. And they did nothing and now it's obvious to everybody in the league you're negotiating off of the franchise tag. It is as simple as that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, look, the, what, I mean, whatever. Who cares? you got cap space. Pay the dude. <laughs> like, yeah. And, I mean, and before we get to this week's Scandinavian death metal lock of the week, and, and we'll tell you some more about our friends at Metal Blade Records when we get there, I just wanted to rehash last week real quick. Um, I rolled with Jimmy G. I stand behind that pick unequivocally, like I said, they scored on seven of their eight drives. They held the ball for 34-odd minutes. They, you know, they pretty much wiped the floor with the Titans most of the game. Titans got a couple big plays to Delaney Walker. That's the extent of their, their passing offense. And they kept it close. But we got anybody who rode with me last week and we pushed San Francisco minus two, you, you know we got screwed. I mean, there was a play drive down late in the game where the 49ers appeared to convert on a third and 15 and score. There was a dubious OPI call. Then there were two more. One was legit. One I thought was fishy calls after that. And next thing you know, it's Robbie Gould kicking another field goal. Um, you know, if we score the touchdown there, and, and again, they, for them to have gone from like the one-yard line to like their own 30 in a span of four plays, it, it took some doing. But it was there for the taking. You know, I like that pick of the – we're 5-2-1 and one on the year, the only one that I truly botched. 
um, was the New England Miami game. The other one we lost Seattle. That was a, that, the Seattle Redskins game. That was another perfect storm. I mean, I stand behind that pick. So I, I've totally lost the plot on one of those. And, well, I think we're going to go crazy teaser this week because I, I just feel like I need to shake it up. Right. As a, as a reminder, said, well, as a reminder, yeah. three teams, you get 10 points per team. Ten. Yeah. Two teams, you get six yeah. points per team. Um, I think by, the, by the way, I, I've, got to, I've got to do some um, late, late holiday shopping. Any idea where I might go? You know, Will, for the metal fan in your life, or just a music fan in your life, because even a music fan can appreciate the best of all genres, and my buddy Brian Slagle and everybody there at Metal Blaze Record, they've got you covered. Yes, it's primarily metal, but you could check out a band like Mother Feather. There's something there for everybody at Metal Blade Records. And, Will, this holiday season, head right over to their web store for an array of sweatpants, hoodies. I know you love the hoodies. Long sleeve shirts, whatever you need from your favorite metal artist. Most of all, though, I can't urge you strongly enough. Check out, for the sake of heaviness, the history of Metal Blade Records, filled with amazing stories of how bands got signed, the bands that got away, some of Metal Blade's biggest concert tours. It's all there. They did a tremendous job with it. Celebrates the history of that label, which really is intertwined with the history of metal music in general. It's available as an exclusive bundle, perfect for any collector and music fan. Get all your holiday shopping done now, Will. Right now, go to Metal Blade Store. Dot com. Do it. Do it. Do it for the Metal Gods. Do it for Ronnie James Dio. Do it for Ozzy Osbourne. Do it. Hey, look, I'm not going to lie. How's that for a read? How's that's, that a for great, a read? that's a great read. I'm, I'm, we I, don't I, just I am, read them, Will. We live them. We I'm live literally, it. I am literally, I went to MetalBladeStore.com right now, and there's a massive 50% off holiday sale loads of good vinyl, loads of good CDs, loads of good albums. Um, you know what? My brother actually just got me a, uh, a record player for Christmas. I'm trying to get back into oh, yeah. the... Oh, uh, Taking it back so, old school. Yeah. Yeah, so it might be time get to... Get your LPs. Uh, what's that? Get your LPs out. Yeah. Yeah, might be time to uh, to check out some Cannibal Corpse, a little Riot, perhaps some Death Angel. Hmm? Goat Whore, yeah. very popular. It's, it's uh, time holiday, of year. Holiday time of, goat Whore is always in, in, in season. Well, That's true. Always That's in true. season. Uh, also in season locks. What's your uh, what's your lock of the week? All right, well, this week's <laughs> Scandinavian death metal lock of the week presented by Metal. Let me Blade just Records. tell you, I <laughs> a three team teaser. Well, we're gonna go with. The L.A. Rams, mm. plus three and a half. I continue to believe the Tennessee Titans are anything but a playoff team. And I think they know it, and I think they're fading. And while the Rams maybe can't keep up last week's pace against Seattle, we've got them, what, minus six and a half? At least that's what we had them on the website. That's correct. As part of a three-team teaser, let's take that up to plus three and a half and see Sean McVay work some more of his coaching magic. I like the Washington Skins. At home against Denver. Mm. I like them a lot given three and a half, but I <laughs> them at plus six and a half, Will. And then we're gonna round this thing out. It's a couple different ways. I I've been I've been I've been kinda leaning a couple different ways on the third one, Will. There's a couple of good options out there. But I think I'm gonna go 
Detroit Lions mm. plus five against a Cincinnati team that seems like they stopped playing football about three weeks ago. So we're going to tease Detroit plus five. We're going to tease Washington plus six and a half. I'm just making sure I'm doing all my math right here. No, you got, I'm, I'm looking at right, the tease take, numbers. You got them right. Yeah. And, and we're going to take the Rams plus three and a half. And we're going to take those winnings and we're going to give 20% to those in need because it's that time of year, right? We're going to get charitable with it. Like we're going it. to spend 20% at the Metal Blade store. Metalbladestore.com. And then we're going to go out and party. And then we're going to party our faces off with the rest. I love it. That's I like this lock. I like the uh huh? I I like the I like all those teams. I like the Redskins against the spread this year. I mean against this week. Um the Bengals are dead men walking and you're right, the Titans are a fraudulent team that's gonna get blasted by the Rams. Some road teams in your teaser, um, not without its risk, but I like it, Jason. I right. like it a lot. Yeah, I mean and and look, any one of those three individually, uh I think you're probably in good stead. I guess because Washington's at home, because Denver is bad, um, and because it's only three and a half, if you made me pick one of those to just go straight up on, I would maybe take the skins. But, yeah, we're getting crazy for the holidays, trying to keep up with our buddies at Metal Blade. Go see the Metal Blade Axe. Quar's on tour right now. We've got a lot of bands on tour. Check them out. Good stuff. Jason Locking for his lock of the week. Now let's go talk to Nick Costos and Pete Prisco to break down our super contest picks. Thanks, buddy. Hey, you got it, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All that Happy holidays. Stuff. All right. Lock of the week in place. Jason Locking for keeping it tight. I know some next, the next two guys, Pete Prisco, Nick Costos, love a good three team teaser. That's what Jason went with. Are you worried that Jason went with a three team teaser, Nick? Yes. It's a 100% lock to lose. Lions, Redskins, Lions plus five and a half, Redskins plus six and a half, Rams plus three and a half is the teaser though. He teased, yeah. he teased the other way. It's always a, taking the Rams, teasing them the other way. That's always stupid. I wouldn't want to take the Titans plus six. I would. I like the Titans to, uh, fuck. <laughs> Oops. Jeez. Well, <laughs> you gotta just bleep that out. <laughs> wow. Pete Frisco feeling frisky today. Unfortunately, no, for he's Pete, feeling, you know what he's feeling? Who would have had Pete Frisco as the first person to drop an F-bomb on this podcast and not he's me? Fe- he's feeling disoriented is what he's feeling. I don't blame you because you're sitting at the bottom of the standings in the super contest right now between the three of us. I've got 37 points. Nick's got 37 points, which means tie, tie one, Nick and Pete, or Nick and Will. And then at number three, all by himself. Did the contest place. end today? Did the contest end today? 36 points. You can vote in our hashtag pick six picks polls on Twitter. Woo, say that five times fast. Check out at pick six pod, Eric, the conductor, holding it down. Our listeners, a cool 38, 39 through five weeks. Um, that seems like more than the number it should be. Eric, why, why is that number so large? Uh, 16 times five, that's 80. And then we missed two games, three games. Oh, oh, wait, is it through five weeks or through the whole season? Through five weeks. We've only been doing it for five weeks. Okay, I'm confused. What are you guys, a game up on me? One point up on you, yes, correct. And, and we've so got picks I got to an make, so let's get to it. Two of you. This contest, is this, this, this podcast is already longer than it should be. The good news is no Thursday night game, so we don't have to have our picks in on Thursday. What are you shaking your head about, Nick? No, thank God, because I hate doing the Thursday night show and along with all the other stuff I have to do, so thank God. I'm ready for the regular season to be over. It's such a grind. I'm tired. 
It beats the day. The NFL season beats the daylights out of you. Except for Princeton, who just sits in his office all day for, in his tidy whities blogging. So, will 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 tidy whities. Will be. Guys, shows up here every. Guys, shows up here every every Thursday. Hey, buddy, I'm not. It's, it's tough to. You spend enough time appearing on other people's podcasts, you'll feel a little bit of a grind too. Okay. You sit here and drink out of this Good Morning Football Cup all day, and you'll feel the grind I feel throughout the the tenure of a full regular season. Let's get to the games. Ravens minus 13 and a half. That is a large digit. These numbers are the super contest numbers. You may find them elsewhere um, at a different line, but that's what we're picking. Team Odd Shark, hashtag Team OS. Pete, who you got? Ravens minus 13 and a half hosting the Colts on a Saturday afternoon. Look, I hate laying big numbers like that, but the Colts are atrocious um, on both sides of the ball. The Ravens actually found something on offense in recent weeks. I think they'll destroy them at home. I'll, I'll lay the 13. Here's the question that you have to ask yourself. Do you think the Ravens will score 14 points in this game? Yes. If, if the answer to that question is yes, then you must take the Baltimore Ravens because I don't think the Colts are going to score in this game. The Colts aren't scoring more than 10 points in all seriousness. Will the Ravens score 24? I think that they will. Big game for Justin and Tucker. Big game for Joey Flacco looking like he's back to close to full health. Uh, Ravens win. Ravens cover in the battle for Baltimore. The original Baltimore team against the new Baltimore team. And the new Baltimore team wins and covers. I like the Ravens by, I might, this might be a pleaser situation. You guys know what a pleaser is? I mean, there's no. different conditions of it. so it's No, no, but there's an actual, the actual pleaser is, so like a teaser, you take it and move it 10 points in your favor. A pleaser, you take it and move it 10 points against you. But you get like, you get like 10 to 1 payout. This is one where you can move it to 23 and a half, and I might like the Ravens, because they're that much better than the Colts. That defense stomps out bad quarterbacks. I think Jacoby Brissett is a good quarterback, but that offense is terrible. Um, the Ravens have dominated bad teams as a home game on a Saturday, Christmas, you know, day before Christmas Eve Eve. People are going to be watching. People are going to be tuned in. You're not going to be want to be spending time with your family. You'd much rather be watching this game, at least for the first half. I might love the Ravens in this situation. Did the Bill other Barnwell game, teach you what a pleaser was? No, why would, would Bill Barnwell is a hey, I thought Bill, maybe, I thought maybe hey, on if you podcast, like if you like you if you like my podcast, you can also check out me on Bill Barnwell show, the Bill Barnwell show. Um, there subscribe you go, via Nick. iTunes. There you go, Nick. <laughs> trying to think of a polite way to say what I want to say. That Will is like is the, is the social media. Let's say he gets around. <laughs> are you calling me promiscuous? I, you are the promiscuous social media. You'll, you'll, and, and anyone that has any following, Will Brinson will tweet out and say, you do a great job. Just, just please let me, please, please retweet me. Please, Peter King, retweet me. Please let me go on your podcast. Please, guys, please. please I mean, if I wanted please, to spend. PFT commenter, please let me be on your podcast. Please, please, please give me a holiday present. Christmas, Christmas time. Give me a present, please. I like that Pete, Pete's literally like, Beg the pardon, pardon my take guys to come on. And they're like, no, oh, we don't think so, Pete. You're good. No, they begged me and then blew me off. That's exactly what happened. So you got what, blown what, off by the PMT guys. That's weird. Yeah. They, they wanted me on and then they scheduled me and then they didn't, they blew me off. So you know what? Oh, well, mm. I'm beyond that point in my life. I could care less. If they want me, they want me. If they don't, they don't. You, on the other hand, please, please. It's Christmas time. I would love a present under the tree to be on the Bill Barnwell podcast. Please. You're a it's not good person. enough that you can be with me and Nick once or three times a week. <laughs> certainly not. Certainly <laughs> not. I need some uh, need something to balance it out. Next up, Vikings at the Packers. 
This line, uh, at various points, it appeared at one and a half when Aaron Rodgers was healthy. They put him on IR. Um, never really got out there into the public, I don't think. If you were lucky enough to snatch it up at one and a half, congratulations. The Packers are now nine-point underdogs. Devontae Adams ruled out for this game on Thursday afternoon. Thursday morning, actually, excuse me. Pete, Packers catching nine at home. Who you got? Uh, look, I, I'm not taking Brent Huntley at home against that defense. I don't care if it's 13 points. Uh, the bottom line is the Vikings going to go in there and, and shut them down on offense. Packers aren't very good. Uh, I, I hate laying, again, I hate laying a big number, but I'm going to lay it in this spot. I think it's way too many points. And I know Devontae Adams was just ruled out on Thursday morning with the, with the concussion from the really dirty hit that Thomas Davis laid on last week. People defending Thomas Davis. Man of the year, I don't care. Dirty hit by Thomas Davis. But I think the Packers are going to do enough at home on Christmas Eve Eve to fall inside the number. Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, get it going a little bit. Brett Hundley hasn't been terrible. And I don't think Case Keenum's going to put forth one of these great Case Keenum games that we've seen. Vikings are going to win, and I think it'll be somewhat close. I might love the Packers coming up on Saturday night. Yeah, um, so every um, on Sundays, R.J. White, uh, one of our editors, and I will do like a guess the lines thing just to kind of see, you know, you guys know, we've everybody, what am I talking about? Everyone on this podcast knows because you guys try and spoil it, but we, um, we were guessing it and we were doing it with assuming Aaron Rodgers wouldn't play because the Packers have been eliminated. And I thought, I think we settled on, like we thought it would be, um, Vikings minus six. And I think that's probably more appropriate for the line. So I do think there is some value here in Packers plus nine. Having said that, I can't take Brett Hundley against a defense that has the ability to really um, destroy a team. I know it's a division rivalry, but Hundley needed overtime to beat the Buccaneers. He needed overtime to beat the Browns. Um, and this Vikings team is playing really well. They're playing for they're playing to try and secure a bye, and they snuffed out a bad Bengals team, and I think they're going to snuff out a bad Packers team. I, it's, it's a lay it or don't play it thing for me, although I, I don't blame you for seeing some value there in the Packers. Lions at the Bengals. Speaking of that trash Bengals team, Lions minus four and a half, Pete. Yeah, the Bengals have packed it up and gone home. Or they're on vacation. They're finished. They're done. They're not playing for anything. They showed you saw that after the Steelers game. They went they they said, you know, after the Steelers game. And and so I think I think the Lions will cover that number. I don't love the game, but I think the Lions cover the number. I think Stafford's playing great football, by the way. You know, I thought I think the interview that I did with AJ Green earlier this week on the Pick Six podcast was pretty revealing. Um AJ he knows how to answer questions, right? So he wasn't really given much in terms of the Marvin Lewis situation. But you could kind of hear in his voice a little bit. He had a couple laughs as I was asking the questions. I think that he knows what a disaster this is. And, and I believe him when he says that he and the team are going to go out there and play hard. And I actually think that there's value with the Bengals here with the line of this game. Four and a half point dogs at home against the Lions. I don't think the Lions are that good. I really kind of want to take Cincinnati. But I can't ignore the factor that Pete said. This is clearly a lame duck coach, despite what the players say. The players know that Marvin's on the way out. I don't know the, how, how they're going to go out there and play hard. And I think Andy Dalton's packed it in. I don't love the Lions in this spot. In fact, if you put a gun to my head, I might actually take the Bengals. But since there's no gun to my head, I will lay it with the Lions. Um, don't feel great about it. I might love the Lions in this spot. Um <laughs> It's, you know, if, if you do the thing where you give six points to him, if it's a home game, it's minus ten and a half at home. That would be, uh, that would be a bit too much. The value was, you know, certainly better. But I don't think there's any home field advantage for the Bengals. I think the Bengals fans don't care. I mean, they've been eliminated for weeks. They put up a dog. After, Pete's right. I mean, after that Pittsburgh game, 
They've just laid, you know, they put up dog performances and they don't seem to care. And I ultimately think that Detroit knows that its playoff hopes are alive. They need to win this game to stay in the playoff hunt and they will go out and play some inspired football. Matthew Stafford will play well and, and the, the Lions will roll on the Bengals. Speaking of playoff hopes remaining alive, the Chargers are six and a half point favorites in New York against the Jets, Pete. Yeah, that's a big number, but uh, look, the Jets offense, I don't care who's with no, no McCown at quarterback. They're, they're nothing. They're not good. Bryce Petty isn't very good. The Chargers are playing consecutive road games, which is always concerning. And their pass rush didn't show up last week, but this week I think the pass rush shows up. They turned the ball over. Uh, I like the Chargers. Don't love them, but like them. You know why I really like the Chargers in this spot? Because it's not a huge spot. And we know what Phillip Rivers, guys, does in a huge spot. You saw it last week. He does you-know-what down his own leg. So now that the pressure's off and the Chargers... On. Not, uh, listen, it, it's been happening his entire career. You're the big Phillip Rivers defender. Sorry, it's Phillip Rivers has done it his whole career. He's no Eli Manning. He never will be. So now that the pressure's Clown. off, it's not on. The Chargers will go into MetLife and beat the Jets, and they'll cover the spread because Bryce Petty's covering. And then... Maybe in week 17, when the Chargers really need to win to potentially get in, the real Phillip Rivers will once Moron. again. Up. Clown. You know that Eli Manning has led the NFL. Won two Super Bowls? Led the NFL Beat in, Tom a, in, in a category three times in his career. That's it. Three what? times in his career he's led the NFL in a category, and all three times it was interceptions. Never led the league in touchdowns. Never led the league in passing yards. He's a byproduct of the what? talent around him. Good defenses, a great pass rush, and he's a clown like you. He's he's a clown. Why can't they both be good? Yeah, Eli's Eli's fine. Eli's like Eli's a lot closer to Joe Flacco than than Philip Rivers. I'll tell you that. Who's got more talent around him in his career, Philip Rivers or Eli Manning? Eli Manning. But, but please, Eli Manning's had two different defenses that were Super Bowl caliber. He had Strahan, and then he got the second defense that came through. Move along. You got, uh, which is my turn. Um, I'll take the Jets getting the points. The Chargers are going to Chargers for this. Uh, they got a, they got a chance. And if you're holding the, the, the win total ticket for seven and a half, you're feeling a little effing nervous right now if you're a Chargers guy. Uh, so, you know, maybe just win this one, Philip. Go yeah, win this one. That, right? I, that was a big one, right? With you and your buddies. That's a big one. That would be a bad one. Um, would, you, would, you, would you willingly take a loss on the Chargers bet if you got to go on Peter King's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, no, 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 I would not. Um, I would I would listen to you and Pete talk for 12 straight hours without being able to respond if I could win the Chargers bet. How about that? Wow. That's a nice amount of money. Did, <laughs> did you put that bet in when we were in Vegas together? Uh, yeah. Nice. I got that and the Texans under, and the Cowboys missed the playoffs. So I'm looking for a um, – You might get a clean sweep. That would be nice. It would be nice. Maybe Robbie can get some Christmas presents. Um, <laughs> sorry. We're going to have to wait till Christmas Eve to find out, buddy. You better have the Chargers don't lose, son. Um, I got the Jets in that spot. Rams at the Titans. Got a lot of road chalk out of the gate here. Rams at the Titans minus six and a half as well, Pete. You know, this is way too many points to be laying on consecutive road games where you put so much into Seattle last week to win that game the way they did. Now they got to go travel across country to play a Titans team that's playing for survival rather than a seed. That matters. 
Give me those points, okay? And I might love this game. Give me the Titans plus the six and a half. I might love it too. And you know, you talk about the betting, betting, betting sports like the stock market. You want to go when teams are at the height of their value, sell, and when teams are at their lowest value, you want to buy. Titans after last week losing to the Niners are at their lowest value right now, and the Rams after blowing out the Seahawks in Seattle at their highest value. I'm with Pete Frisco. I'm grabbing those points, and I might love it with the Titans. Wow! Copy my paper again. That's not fair. I don't. I mean, I got I got the Rams in the pool of teams. I'll, I'll I might pick for these for these five picks. It, look, the Titans are eight and six. They're the five seed in the AFC right now, but they're a terrible football team. I mean, they're not good, and I don't think they match up particularly well in terms of what they do against the Rams. And if Los Angeles and Sean McVay come prepared and scheme up well with some shots down the field early and can get a lead, I don't think the Titans can come back from it. Um, it is a lot of points to lay on the road, probably too many points, but the Rams are just a substantially better football team. And, I mean, look, if you, I mean, I don't see, what's the difference between the Chargers second game in a row, second road game in a row and the, and the, and the Rams? I mean, I, I will say that this is, this profiles well for perhaps a, a nice start for the, uh, for the Titans and the Jets as home teams, 1 p.m. games against West Coast teams. But, uh, I like the, uh, I like the road teams here just because they're better. I'll take the Rams. Bears, Brown Bears hosting the Brown Browns. Bears, Bears and Mitchell Trubisky are six and a half point favorites in week 16. This is ridiculous. I mean, that's a giant number, but what's the number telling you? It's telling you that the, no, this isn't the spot where the Browns get, get their victory. They're not getting one. Okay. They're 0 for, uh, the Bears will, Trubisky's playing good football. You know, look, the Browns aren't very good right now. I'm laying the points. I don't love it, but I'm laying the points. I'm laying the points, too. I mean, how about the quotes that coming out from Cleveland yesterday on Wednesday when Duke Johnson goes to Sean Kaiser's confidence is shot? Hugh Jackson goes, I think it's fair to wonder if Deshaun Kaiser's ever going to get it. In all seriousness, has there ever been a worse handling of a rookie quarterback than what the Browns have done this year with no. Deshaun Kaiser? I mean, how is Kaiser going to go out and play well? I mean, it's clear that his coach doesn't believe in him. He doesn't believe in himself right now. And it's not like they've got freaking Jimmy Garoppolo sitting behind him and they're going to put him in the game. It's Cody Kessler and Kevin Hogan. It's a disaster. The Browns are going 0-16. I hope they go 0-16. I hope Hugh Jackson gets fired so they can get a real coach in there. I'm laying the points with Mitch Trubisky, Will, your guy, and the Chicago Bears. I'm with you. And, look, it's because of Hugh Jackson. The Browns, I saw this thing, I saw somebody tweet this out, and I, I want to research it a little bit more just to, um, but the Browns have the number one rush defense in the NFL. Like they have like a, they have like a good defense. And they're 0 and, and they're 0 and 14. I mean, right. like the reason they stink is because of Hugh Jackson. And you, I think it's fascinating to go back and look at the comments. You mentioned the comments he had about Deshaun Kaiser, like, uh, you know, just invest in second round pick. Like, well, what's a big deal? Like, uh, but it's like, yeah, it's a big, you know, it's a big deal. This guy's a first round talent. It's one of the whole point about your t- approach was to get these picks and to select players that could work for your system. Well, you took Cody Kessler in the third round two years ago and you said, trust me, trust me, trust me. And then this offseason, he kicks Kessler underneath the, underneath the bus. So we're talking about he needs a quarterback who's tall and strong and play in the AFC North. They draft a Sean Kaiser and he praises a Sean Kaiser. This is my guy. This is my guy. This is my guy. And then he kicks him under the bus. And now they're going to somehow get suckered into giving this guy another another season at the helm when he goes one and one and thirty one over the course of two years and doesn't win a friggin' game on a Sunday when you play ninety nine percent of your games on Sundays. It's outrageous. He's terrible. It's preposterous. It's 
Sacrimonious. That's my Jackie Childs impersonation. And I will take the Bears minus six and a half. That was a good rant, Will. I like that. Thanks. I'm getting kind of fired up. I feel like Hugh Jackson is just skating here. And how about the Hugh Jackson when he said in the, um, back in August, if I'm worth, if I'm worth my salt as a coach, I'll get it out of Deshaun Kaiser. Well, well, then what happened to you? Right. Yeah. He he did say that, right? Because I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because you hear these quotes from Hugh Jackson. And listen, this is his quote. Um, I'm confident that Kaiser is the quarterback of the future for the Browns. The quarterbacks on our football team in general, all of them, I think they all understand, blah, blah, blah. We did not draft a quarterback in the first round and say, this is our quarterback of the future. We took a quarterback. We were trying to grow him. We have a very young quarterback room. We need to continue to improve that room as much as we can move forward for it to be the best it can be. I understand when you take a guy in the second round, everybody suspects that it is the guy. We wish it is. You hope it is, but if it isn't, that is okay too. Hopefully that guy will continue to grow and get better, but you also have to get better at the position. I mean, he's just blasting this rookie quarterback who he said he would make good. It's, it's, it's insane that he's getting away with this. And anyone who is writing a Hugh Jackson is a good coach is, 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 is culpable in this. It's insane. He's a terrible coach. I don't know why I'm so fired up about this. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken dunk. Well, I, I repeat, are you serious? You yeah. Well, what? you know what? A one hand, I mean, like, they should have drafted Carson Wentz or Deshaun Watson, and that's not on him. They haven't won a game this year. This is not why is he why is he skating on this? He clearly I'm not defending had Hugh Jackson, but you got to get a bit. Just you just did defend him. That roster is terrible, except for a few players here and it's there. It's not a winless roster. Right? They should have no. won two games, two or three games. It's they should have won more than that. They should have covered at least ten times. Come on. All right, move on. Panthers hosting the Buccaneers. The Panthers you know what are this minus is? ten. It's 10. You know what this is? This is the Dolphins going to Buffalo. That's what this is going to be. The Bucks played a short week Monday night. They didn't win, but they, they competed. They could have tied that game late. Uh, now they go on the road on a short week and go to Carolina against a pretty good team. Carolina will just waylay them this week. It's going to be oh, disgusting. Yeah. Okay. It's over. It's done. Bucks are packing it up for the thing. Carolina competing. I like Carolina minus the 10. In fact, I love Carolina minus the 10. See, I disagree with you on this one, and I might love the other side. And the reason, Good. yeah, a little James, separation Sunday. Nice. Jameis played really well on Monday night. I know what you're going to say. Well, Jay Cutler played really well the Monday night against the Patriots. Jameis Winston's better than Jay Cutler, and Jameis Winston looked healthy. And Jameis Winston's got pretty good weapons on that offense. I'm going to take the Bucks to cover here because I think Jameis good. single-handedly keep the Bucks in the game. Good. Panthers win, Panthers clinch a playoff spot, but the Bucks cover, and I might love Tampa Bay. I, you know what? So our boy Larry Hartstein pointed out to me the other day. We've been we've been talking this for a few weeks. I don't know why I haven't brought it up on this podcast, uh, and I shouldn't bring it up now because it means I'll lose this. I've I've picked the Panthers successfully against the spread for eight straight weeks. That's pretty hard to do, right? Yeah, yeah. good job. Right. Good job by you, Willie. Um, and I'm picking the Panthers again to cover the 10, and I'm with Pete Prisco. It is identical to the situation for the Dolphins. The Buccaneers had their Super Bowl against the Falcons. They fell flat. They missed a field goal at the end to lose. They know their season is over. The best they can do is play playoff spoiler here, and the Panthers don't care. The Panthers are locked in. They will not be able to slow down Carolina's offense with Greg Olson back and with Christian McCaffrey playing well. Uh, no Thomas Davis. Understandably, he should have been suspended, as Pete pointed out. Um, the bad hit last week, last year against the, the Buccaneers, and had a bad hit earlier this year against the Buccaneers. Won't play again against Tampa. Won't matter. Panthers cruise. Panthers crush the Buccaneers. I think worst case scenario, this is like a 17 to three victory, and they just snuff out Jameis Winston, sack him six or seven times, 
send it packing. Bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Won't matter. Panthers crushed them in this game. Saints minus five and a half against the Falcons. Pete, I know which way you're going here. What am I talking about? Are you kidding me? This is a field goal game at best. You're going to give me five and a half? I'll take the five and a half. I, I, I actually, you know me. I think they're going to win the game. I, I, I <laughs> no Saints, way. You like the yeah, Falcons? They're playing back to back road games on a short week, which is always concerning. But I think what happened on Monday night was they peaked ahead to this game and game plan for it. And that's why they struggle with Tampa Bay. Um, look. Field goal game at best, give me the five and a half. I think the Saints are going to bomb the Falcons. Double-digit victory. Alvin Kamara didn't play in the first game, concussed on the first drive. Saints still almost won Kamara for a full game. Atlanta's defense, not what it was last year. I know the numbers are better, but I don't have confidence in this Falcons defense in a big spot. I think the Saints are going to put maybe 38 points up in this game, and I don't think the Falcons are going to be able to hang. Give me New Orleans. Do you love New Orleans? I might love New Orleans. You'll have to find out. I do think that this game... The spread reminds me a little bit of that Panthers-Saints game a few weeks ago. Where it's like, really? The, Pan- the Panthers are playing well, and they're six-point dogs going to New Orleans, and New Orleans beat them by 10, and it was, wasn't even that close. That being said, I like the Falcons here. It's too many points. I agree with Pete. Uh, it's a field goal game. I'm starting to get a little nervous about my picks because I'm agreeing with Pete. Redskins minus Why, three and a half. Good? Are you good? You, you're the one who dragged me down. I, you started making the same picks as me, and I went down the toilet. That's not what happened. I, I, yeah, it was. I walked you. If we were making the same picks, I wouldn't have caught you. You think you were? Good? You were jogging along slowly, sort of like you know, a little short man jog, and I just came sprinting up. Yeah, because you're such an athlete, like never. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were like you stopped and were like lifting weight, like lifting your twenty five pound weights on the track, and I just blitzed past you. Throw him in the lake. <laughs> you know, Throw him in the lake. You know what? You know what? You know what, Brinson? Did, was there any sports at the academy that you went to, the boys' home that they sent you to? Of course, we had a, I didn't play football. We had a. Well, no, where would you go? Did you go to a boys' home? Is that what it was? They sent you to the boys' home. Boys, a boys' home. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you a problem kid? They had to send you away. Nah, I was a good kid, man. Yeah, I don't know about that. I was, I was. All right, go on. Redskins minus three and a half, hosting the Broncos. Feels like they're begging you to take Denver, Pete. Are you? No. Um, no. No. Back-to-back road games for them, too, even though they played on uh, played a day earlier or whatever it was. But the bottom line, or three days earlier, but the bottom line is the Redskins are at home. Long trip for a Broncos team that's a veteran team. Used to playing for a lot more in December. They're not going to be motivated here. Give me the Redskins minus the points. Brock Osweiler on the road. Brock Osweiler on the road, and it's not against the Indianapolis Colts. Give me Kirk Cousins and the Washington Redskins. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I love the Redskins in this spot. Uh, that's a that's a clean sweep for us. Um, I feel like the three and a half is desperately begging you to take the Broncos, who are overvalued after beating the Jets at home and the terrible Colts in a situation where Osweiler came in off the bench and looked superhuman. He will not do that in this spot. Patriots minus 11 and a half. It's either road chalk or huge spreads this week. Patriots minus 11 and a half against the Bills. I, I am not taking um, – well – Look, the bottom line is 11 and a half is a lot of points, and the Patriots right now haven't looked that good in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, from that standpoint, I probably lean to the Bills a little bit. Don't love them, but I probably take the 11 and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take the Patriots to blitz the Bills on Sunday and put those playoff hopes to rest. I'm sorry to the great Bills fans. You're gonna have to wait at least one more year to get into the postseason. Patriots win. Patriots come. I like the Bills in the spot. I, they're on my short list of teams I'll consider. I don't think I'll take them because it's then all of a sudden it's twenty-one nothing in the first quarter, and you're wondering what you were thinking taking the Bills. Um, I think this is a game where the Patriots want to win twenty-one thirteen. They, they, 
find winning twenty one nothing, but they'll win twenty one thirteen or twenty one seventeen and just get out of dodge with Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady healthy. I think that's the biggest thing for the Patriots in this spot. You've got the number one seed in your sights. Win the game, shorten the game, run the ball. You know, maybe it's a Mike Gillisley revenge game. Maybe he's active and he scores three touchdowns. Who knows? Uh, I will take the Bills. Probably not. I'll take the Bills plus eleven and a half. Jaguars at the 49ers. What a spicy game. 49ers plus four and a half against the number one defense in all of football, the 85 Bears. The 2000. Be careful in this spot, Jacksonville. That's a long trip and a team that's three and whatever. I think they're three and 12 on the West Coast. Uh, they've never had success there. They've always had problems. But Doug Marone is taking them out on Saturday. There will to be no early trip for them. They're going to be focused. And you know what? If the Titans lose, here's the problem with this, okay? If the Titans lose earlier in the day, Jacksonville is essentially playing for little more than a seed. But if the Titans win, they have to win the game to win the division. So it's hard to predict here. I don't love the game, but I probably lean to the Jaguars. I mean, do we even have to ask me what I'm taking in this game? The Jimmy Niners, G! The Niners are going to win the game outright because they have the better quarterback, the more, the more handsome quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. Cover Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. Pull the upset special. As uh, as our friend and podcast listener Jill Christ noted on Twitter, Jimmy G is not a 14. He's not a 12. He's a 16. Dude's a 16, Pete. He's the best-looking guy in football. What do you think about that? Hot take or just care, right? I could care less. Mm. Mm. I think you know it's true. He's also a really good quarterback. He just looks great. I am a he's little Paisan, worried. Paisan, baby. He's Paisan. <laughs> Come on. He's he's a he's a fellow, man. He's one of the fellows. He's my one of my guys. That's the, the weirdest 10 seconds we've ever done on the <laughs> really was. He trailed off. But like Giorgio, am, he, can, he can go hang out with Giorgio, right? I yeah. am a little I'm a little worried that this is not enough. Like the 49ers, like it's the, the, I'm taking the 49ers, but it's, it's, it should be like seven and a half, right? Don't I mean, you the guys 40- agree though that the, what happens in that earlier game will impact the, the, yes. the drive 100%. in this game a little bit? 100%. So it's hard to pick it. 100%. And I think that that is like if, if, if you're, if you're taking the 49ers, you want the Titans to win, the Jaguars to know that the Titans won, and then the Jaguars go out there and they don't give a crap what happens. Right? Yes. No. No, if the Titans win, the Jaguars play play to win the division. If the Titans lose, they automatically win the division. You want it the other way around. I'm sorry. If you yeah, you want the Titans to lose, correct? If you took the 49ers, right? right correct. Right, exactly. Um, and I think the Titans are losing, so I will take the 49ers plus the four and a half. Jimmy Garoppolo, quick release. Kyle Shanahan will scheme up against that defense. They don't have a running game. They're going to have to make turn Blake Bortles over some, but it's a you know it's a, it is a, it is a long way from him. So I will take the 49ers. Cardinals hosting the Giants. God, matchup of Nick's Super Bowl team, my Super Bowl team. Who would have thought that you picked? You can't believe you picked the Giants to win the Super Bowl before the season. That's it. it was bold. It was crazy. It didn't work out for you. You look like a moron, a fool, an idiot, a nincompoop, a, a bozo. But anyway, Pete, who do you pick in this game? Look, I, this is a long <laughs> trip for, for the for the Giants, uh, and you know, in these situations where you're playing for nothing, I usually like the home team, but. Drew, I will never, ever, 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 ever take a team that has Drew Stanton starting a quarterback, ever, okay? He is atrocious. I watched him in training camp throw balls into the rafters almost. He's terrible. Uh, I'll take I'll take the Giants to win the game outright. How about that? Need the Giants to lose. Let's get that draft pick, baby. Give me the card. Angry guy. And the, I'm not angry at this point. I mean, but the, the coach and the GM got fired. I feel great. 
Cardinals to cover or Cardinals to win? Yeah, I think this is just like that Redskins game. It feels like that three and a half is trying to get you to take the Giants who played it close against Philly. I don't think the Giants are good. Um, the Cardinals are terrible too. What a horrible pick for a Super Bowl team that would be. Uh, I'll take the Cardinals though. They've, they've been bad against the spread, but decent at home. Giants have been okay as an underdog in the road, but most of those have been by bigger spreads. So again, I'll take the Cardinals. Don't love it by any stretch of the imagination. Cowboys minus four and a half against the Seattle Seahawks. In Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott's return, and the loser, loser, goes home. Pete? Yeah, I think this is a situation where the Seahawks have packed it in for the year. You saw the infighting last week with Bobby Wagner and and Earl Thomas. Keep your name out of my mouth. Uh, Look, this is the bottom line is this is not a good look for Seattle. I think they're coming unglued. The offensive line's atrocious. The Cowboys are a better team. Elliott will run all over them. I like the Cowboys in this spot. Now, you're not wrong about that, the infighting Seattle blown out last week, but Seattle still has Russell Wilson. Now, I like the Cowboys to win this game, but I have a hard time believing that Seattle's just going to go and pack it in and get blown out the last two games of the season. I think Seattle keeps it close. Dallas wins by a field goal, but see that the Seahawks cover with Russell. Russell Wilson's had one good quarter the past two weeks, by the way, just saying. Put out there. He said tearing his pants off in glee. Um, man, you hate Russell Wilson, don't you? No, I just, I'm a realist. You guys are all out there on some, some fantasy land thinking he's the greatest thing in the world. I'm not. Are you in that fantasy land, Nick? Um, no. Yeah, me either. I like the Seahawks in the spot there. You know why? Cause they have Russell Wilson. Um, I, I just think he'll get, he'll get something done. It's a winner go home game. I think he'll keep it close. He's not going to get blasted by the car, by the Cowboys. Uh, three point game, worst case scenario here. I will take the Seahawks. I don't know if I love it. Um, and then those are all Christmas Eve games. Now, Christmas Day, Santa Claus bringing us a stocking full of football coal. The Steelers, who just lost to the Patriots at home, go to Houston as nine-point favorites against the Texans, Pete. Nick might not be able to watch these games after he loses his fantasy final on Sunday. I don't want so. to talk about it. Do you have any <laughs> players on Christmas night? What's the uh, matchup look like? I By the way, for those that for those that just started listening, and um, thanks for joining us, you can subscribe via iTunes, and you can rate us and review us. For those that have been listening, you know Nick has an undefeated fantasy football team, a rare feat. It's his home league, and uh, Pete and I, are, of course, we're just rooting for him uh, publicly, privately. We are, of course, rooting against him, as everyone knows, as Nick knows. Um, no, I'm 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 in 100% seriously. I am I am rooting for Nick Costas. The other lose. side of that, though, is if he doesn't win, there's so much fodder there that it's it's a win-win for me in either way. What's the matchup situation looking like for the Christmas games? Um, I will be going against Le'Veon Bell. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I had Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown got hurt, of course. Oh, you're done. You're done. You I, know I, that, right? I mean, I think I'm going to win. I mean, I'm I'm the projections have me winning so i think you'll win i really do i think you'll win what um are there any are there any players at play for either team in the eagles raiders game no oh yes uh, uh ertz and al he has ertz and alshon wait so you have to survive zach ertz alshon jeffrey and Le'Veon bell on christmas day i do so you need to go into christmas day being up about 40, 55 30. points 30, 40, yeah, somewhere in that range. Which yeah. yeah, 40, 40 points so if, you're winning by, if you're winning by 15 on Sunday night, needless to say, when we get together for the podcast on Sunday night, me and you, you're going to be in a mess. I will be, I will be solid. If you're winning by 15 on Sunday night, you're, you're done. You've lost. I will most likely lose. 
Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, Zach Ertz, and Alshon Jeffrey will combine Le'Veon for more than 15 alone. It's the most wonderful time of the, of the year. year. Watching he little Nicky squirm over his fantasy team. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Let's clip that and save for next Christmas. He really is. He just can't sing it. <laughs> who, who do you have in this game, Pete? Uh, I'll take the Steelers big. I think the Texans are done. They were terrible last week against Jacksonville. They'll be terrible here. I'll take the Steelers. Le'Veon Bell, 175 yards and catches two touchdown passes to go with one he runs in just to, like, stick it to Nick. Uh, but, yeah, but he's rooting for me, Will. You see that? I am rooting for you. Um, I think I like both Monday night games, and I think I love both Monday night games. It's too many points on the road. Mike Tomlin, what does he do when his team's a big road favorite? They spit the bit. The Steelers win the game, but the Texans cover the spread. I think I love the Texans in this spot. It's nine points, and the Texans are terrible. But you're right. This is a this is a classic. If this game were week three or week four, I'd be all over the Texans, not because they had Deshaun Watson, but because Mike Tomlin loves to crap his pants on the road in situations as a big favorite. And this is one of those situations, and when you add in the fact that the Steelers are coming off a brutal loss to the Patriots, they were sullen walking to the locker room. Antonio Brown is out possibly for the rest of the season with a torn calf injury. I, I think they're going to try and run. I think that plays into the Texans' strength a little bit. I think the Texans keep it close and maybe, maybe, just maybe pull an upset and let the Jaguars steal a bye. Um, I will take the, uh, the Texans plus nine. Might love them. Final game of the weekend, or the week, excuse me, of the Christmas holiday Christmas night, you're sitting around, you're stuffed full of turkey, and you're watching the Eagles or play. Oysters, or oysters. Aren't you going to be stuffed full of Oh, I will be oysters? blackout on oysters and, and dark beer. There you go. Believe it. And bourbon. Red wine. I'm going to be hammered watching this game. Eagles at the Raiders. Eagles minus eight and a half points on the road in the black hole of night of coal, stockings, Christmas. I don't know what I'd be like about. The only thing that concerns me in this game is how poorly the Eagles defense has played the last couple weeks. But having said that, the Raiders and, and Jack Del Rio, they have no want to go on the road and, and play a game on Christmas night uh, against a team that's playing for a lot. This is going to be ugly. Eagles blow them out. I don't love it, but I would take the Eagles. See, here's the thing. The Eagles' defense is not very good, and they've had a couple bad games in a row. Is Maury Cooper going to be back in this game? I'm, I'm asking. I'm not sure. I believe so. But I'm not I I'm going to wait for the Friday injury report. If Amari Cooper's back to the Raiders, then I love the Raiders to cover this Freddy <coughs> Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, okay, all right, but let's build this in that if Amari Cooper plays, they will be one of your best bets. If Amari Cooper is active for the game, I will take the Raiders as one of my best bets. Or he'll okay. switch one like at the 11th hour like you did with the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. I didn't do that. What are you talking it's about? It's not 11th hour. I'm letting it know. I'm letting it be known. No, right no. Now. Remember when he did that? Remember when Brinson did? Oh, you did do that. The desperate rantings of a crazy old man is losing by one game, looking for anything. Uh, no, maybe you, maybe you, there'll what, be a stat correction. We already we said that a, about a month ago. Correction. You did it. Right, Nick? He did it. It happened. It didn't. It didn't happen. Uh, I will it take the Raiders as well with the points. I don't really – I don't love this at all. Eagles could thrash them. But it's a, it's a Christmas game. You're on the plane on the West Coast. You're going from the East Coast. You're not – I mean, playing for seating, and, and, but you got the bye locked in. I like the Raiders in this spot. All right, so that means we need, oh, boy, we need to go ahead and get our best bets in. He said scrambling to find an extra best bet. Who you got? I have mine. You ready? Yep. Titans plus six, Panthers minus ten, Falcons plus five and a half, 
Giants plus three and a half and Cowboys minus four and a half. Go against me, please. I don't oh, like go this against picks. me. I don't like those picks at all. Good. Um, I've got six here, so it depends on what the Raiders are going to do. Please note in the podcast which one will be your ultimate. Correct. So it's Packers, mm-hmm. Raiders, Niners, Bucks, Texans, Titans. The Raiders would replace Tampa Bay. Okay. So if Amari Cooper is active, well, you're not going to know Amari Cooper's active in time to make the pick on Saturday morning. We'll figure it out. He'll finagle. He'll cheat like you did that one week. I'll go off the updated information. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess we'll know, I mean, by by the time. You guys do realize the the difference in in the uh, contest right now is one game, and you know what that is? Me not switching that Colts pick, that Colts-Texans pick. Remember when the number was funky? That's what that is. You're a loser. I'm going to go 5-0 this week. I don't think so. Uh, My five picks. You know, I'm going to do – I got a little holiday bookend here. I want to take the Ravens at 13.5-point favorites. It's a huge number. Don't care. I'm going to take the Lions, minus 4.5 against the lifeless Bengals. I will take the Panthers, minus 10. I will take the Washington Redskins, minus 3.5. And And then on Christmas Day, I will take the Houston Texans, plus 9. All righty. What Nick, what would you rather do, beat us in the contest or win your fantasy game? Win the fantasy, win the fantasy game. It's not even close. It's for, mo- it's for money. It's- I don't even care about the money. I want to go undefeated. I would rather yeah, you, yeah, but it's for money. You go undefeated. You get bragging rights over all your friends, and you don't get humiliated for an entire year for giving up an undefeated season in the finals. Yes, I would much rather win the fantasy. Correct. David right. Tyree says hello, by the way. David Tyree says hello. I don't- <laughs> yeah, thanks. Great. <laughs> All right, that's the Pick 6 Podcast. Thanks for listening. For Nick Costa, it's the most Christmas. wonderful time of the year. Ding Nick dong, is crying and slugging down in his chair. It's the most wonderful time of the year. He hates his fantasy team and calls it out one second into the kickoff at the 1 o'clock games. God, he's I, terrible at this. Ding I can't, I'm a rapper. I can't sing. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great holiday. We'll talk to you after. Pete Prisco, I'm a rapper. Yeah, okay, Yeah, you highlight that one, too, because Pete Prisco, I'm a rapper, not a singer. Merry Christmas, everybody. Later. Oysters. Oysters.